the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the harlem brewing company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste a sound and a feeling that can only be described in one way harlem style so come and take a trip on the a train with our harlem sugar hill golden ale and our harlem renaissance whip beer the neighborhood original Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth Box to Row countdown to kickoff. And we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. These are the days when you wish your bed was already made. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, August 7th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had an absolutely wonderful weekend. I know I did spend a little time away on vacation, went to Myrtle Beach just a couple of days, but it was refreshing and a good getaway as we are now, now, currently just 19 days, 19 days away from the start of the HBCU football season, so I needed that refresher. And of course, I'll be back on the weekend edition of Box to Row on a radio station near you, as well as on Sirius XM as well. So today we want to talk some SIAC football today here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And what I want to do first, I want to start with the rundown of how the head coaches and sports information directors feel like the season will go with the preseason predicted order of finish. Obviously, at number one, you've got Benedict, number two, Albany State, number three, Tuskegee. Fort Valley State is number four, followed by Savannah State at number five. Lane is six. Edward Waters is seven. Miles is eight. Central State is nine. Clark Atlanta, number 10, Allen at number 11. Kentucky State at number 12. And Morehouse at 13. And I look at this and Edward Waters had a nice season last year. Again, you're looking at Edward Waters and Allen now part um, officially of the SIAC in in terms of being able to compete for a conference title. Um, I like Benedict. I mean, I think Chennis Berry is the head coach. And I think anytime you have a guy like a Lubert Danellis, who was a HBCU All-American last year returns, was the SIAC Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, this guy on the defensive line absolutely wreaks havoc. And I think, but, you know, it, this is going to be a team that I think is going to be good offensively as well. But when you got when you have a guy like a Danilis, 
uh, on your team is going to be really, really good defensively. He's a disruptor, a lot of tackles for loss, a lot of sacks. This guy can really play. He's going to lead a very solid defense. The offensive line is going to be extremely solid. And, oh, by the way, Noah Zare Scotland returns in the backfield. And, uh, you know, Phoenix comes back. He's a guy that can throw the football. He's got some ability to run the football there as well. Uh, but Scotland in that backfield, almost 600 yards rushing last year, almost five yards a carry. He had eight rushing touchdowns on last year, I think, should be really really key. I mean, I and and in terms of the predicted order of finish, like I don't really, I don't have a major issue um, with it. I don't know uh, Tuskegee because remember Tuskegee caught fire. Uh, really, I think if I'm not mistaken, Tuskegee may have started the season off zero and three and caught fire down the stretch and ended up playing in the SIAC championship game, losing to Benedict, but um, no Reginald Ruffin there. Um, as the head coach this year. And so we'll see. I mean, how, I mean, how does that play? How, how, and I think when you have new regime, even if you have, um, even if you had some, you know, some players that uh, are some, some, some good players that return on last year, and I think that still um, can present a bit of an issue, different philosophies for coaches. Sam Shade uh, comes in as the head coach there at uh, Tuskegee for the 2023 season. Same thing with Albany State. I mean, I think Albany State really has a chance to really do some big things uh, this year. I mean, when you look at it from uh, the quarterback position, um, I think Deontay Banu, um, you know, he can do some things at the quarterback position, can pass, um, can run there as well. Um, and, but this is the thing. I mean, Gabe Gardenia did an, had done an excellent job uh, as the head coach. They couldn't quite get it. And, and it maybe wasn't as great last year. Couldn't quite get over um, the hump. But I thought the, the, the years that he was there, he did a really, really good job. But now you've got a Quinn Gray coming in. Of course, Quinn Gray, the last three years um, as uh, working with the quarterback's offense uh, uh, with uh, Old Corn State. He comes in, former Florida A&M quarterback played in the league as well. So again, another situation where you have a different head coach coming in, much like Tuskegee, but some talent. That's the thing, some talent um, that's going to be really, really good. I mean, I think when you look at Albany State, um, yes, offensively, Albany State was tough, but defense is really the calling card for Albany State and really had been. A lot of those guys don't necessarily return that were uh, that that uh, were part of that really good defense last year. That the, the defense going back to 2021 was excellent, like six shutouts that year. Um, not as good last year, but still should be somewhat tough. And you know we'll see what happens there with Albany State. But again, you're talking about a new head coach there. Um, at, at again at number four, Fort Valley State. That's my dark horse. Um, when I think about Fort Valley State, I mean, Kelvin Durham comes back as the quarterback. This is a young man uh, that threw for 16 touchdowns last year, completed 64% of his passes. He had a really, really solid season. He's got Corinthius Edmonds to throw the football to. He's a preseason first team, um, all SIAC type of performer. And so, uh, you know, you, you got to figure, I mean, that's going to be really, really good. And then defensively. 
I mean, I liked Tim Olderman last year. He's a, he's a, if I'm not mistaken, he's a first-team preseason guy, but I think he was a first-team um, old SIAC guy on last year as well. Um, you know, you've got Kentro Lawson coming back at one of the linebacker positions, Landon Austin in that secondary. So this is going to be a complete team, and I think it's going to be a team uh, that's really going to challenge um, for that SIAC crown. And as I'm kind of going here, as I'm talking, I'm going to look up the schedule because I want to see when Albany State um, and Fort Valley State play on this team. But that's going to be a big-time game. Now, remember, if you remember, in the polls last year, in both the media and the coaches' poll for a lot of the season, uh, it was Fort Valley State that was ahead of Benedict until uh, Benedict and Fort Valley State played, and P- Benedict put um, put a whooping really on Fort Valley State. And of course, it's uh, it's uh, it's going to be uh, well. I'm looking at the uh, let's see. I'm looking at Fort Valley State. I'm looking to see when Fort Valley State and Benedict play. Um, but for most of that season last year, it was really was Fort Valley State um, that was ahead of Benedict until the two teams met on last year. And then, you know, Benedict left absolutely no doubt. ESPNU game on a Thursday night. That shows you how big this game is because historically, when you look at those Thursday night games on ESPNU from an HBCU perspective, it's either a MEAC matchup or a SWAC matchup. But this game is so big, moving it to Thursday night, it's in Columbia at Benedict, and it's a nationally televised game on ESPNU. So that shows you, just really shows you how big time of a game that's going to be. But I think, I think from a talent perspective, I think that these are the most two talented teams, meaning Benedict and Fort Valley State um, in the SIAC. But that's not to take anything away from Albany State. I think also that Savannah State um, should have a pretty good season because they're, they're, they're going to be really good up front uh, on that offensive line. And that's, uh, half the battle, uh, Shamarcus Poole in the backfield, so they should really be able to be able to uh, run the football. And as far as throwing the football, we'll see because that hasn't been something that Savannah State has excelled at in the last couple of years. Another team that I'm really interested in looking at and seeing what they're going to do this year, and is picked to finish sixth and could be a lot higher, um, is Lane. Um, I think Lane, Lane put up a bunch of offensive points last year. If Lane, if the if the Dragons can get uh, any defense, then it should be much better for Lane. And when you've got a preseason first team All America, HBCU All America, and Jaquez Jones at at your wide receiver position, and that's going to I think bode well. This is going to be a good offense, um, I think, for uh, Lane in 2023 but I'm interested to see what Edward Waters is going to do this year um, especially coming off a solid 2022 campaign with an opportunity to compete for the SIAC championship Um, Miles can Miles bounce back again you go back to 2021 it was a Miles team um, that ended up in the SIAC championship game couldn't win it um, but then last year just fell apart but again a lot of that, and, and again, I'm interested to see the Tusk, the I would call it the Reginald Ruffin effect, right? Like Reginald Ruffin goes from Miles in 2021 playing in the SIAC championship game to Miles absolutely falling apart 
on last year. Meanwhile, he goes to Tuskegee. What happens? Tuskegee reels it in at the end of the season. Tuskegee ends up going to the SIAC championship game, loses, but now Reginald Ruffin is in administration. As a matter of fact, he's the uh, athletics director there uh, at Tuskegee, no longer the head football coach. What ultimately happens to Tuskegee this year? You know, uh, Morehouse had a really tough season on last year. Can Morehouse, can the Maroon Tigers bounce back? Where will the thoroughbreds of of Kentucky State fall? Will they, in fact, be at the bottom half of the SIAC this year? Teddy Keaton, has, you know, he's he's had some success as a head coach. Uh, you know, he's at Allen. Um, I think that may be a little bit of a sleeper because I think if Teddy Keaton has what he needs, in other words, now that Allen is a full-fledged member, um, and if the administration at Allen gives Teddy Keaton what he needs, watch out for the Yellow Jackets there as well. Will Clark, Atlanta bounce back, Central State, etc. cetera. Um, but I think your top dogs, to me, Benedict, Fort Valley State, um, I would look at next, um, I would look at next Savannah State. Uh, uh, actually, I would look at next, I like I like Albany with Quinn Gray. Um, I would look next at Savannah State, then Tuskegee, and then Lane for me, and then, then Edward Waters, and then um, the rest of the SIAC. So that's a look in my thoughts uh, for at the SIAC uh, for the 2023 season. This week on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, begin uh, to look for us to talk with some of the head coaches from the respective programs um, this week on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can watch us on the Box to Row YouTube channel, where you can listen to us online at boxtorow.com and as well as iheartmedia.com and listen. Don't forget to tell a friend about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. If you're on our YouTube page, uh, subscribe to the Box to Row YouTube channel. You can also give us your comments on our Twitter page at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. I'll talk with you tomorrow.